Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to another episode of Three and Out. This is your host, Sammy G, and I believe we got the doc on here briefly. Uh, your everything source for college football in the state of Florida. Here live at the Ocean Center in Daytona Beach, Florida, at the FCS Bowl, where we're at the Agents and Athlete Conference here uh, with a great weekend in store. We've got a, got a lobby full of guys getting ready to go into this conference here and, and, uh, and have a little bit of a seminar here from some of these agents, uh, talking about the business that they're getting ready to start here as college athletes. Doc, can you hear me? I can hear you guys. How you doing? And we're good. We're good, Doc. Before we get started here, we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna dive right into the FCS uh, bowl weekend here. Uh, but first, uh, we had a we had a lot of movement here in college football recently with all the coaching hires. And uh, what what is your take on some of those? Yeah, a lot, a lot of a lot of things happening. Um, you know, I think a lot of some schools did very well. There's some questionable hires. Uh, recently, Mario Cristobal just got hired by Oregon. I know Mario well from his time at FIU. A great guy, one of the nicest guys I've met in my, in my time. So I wish him the best success. But, yeah, a lot of different things happening. Um, certainly, if we want to talk about who I think we're winners and who we're not, then we can certainly talk dive into that. Gotcha. Doc, I know you're on the road traveling right now. Uh, and it's evident because uh, your your connection's kind of going in and out. Uh, can you hear us right now? Yeah, man, I can hear you. Okay, you're going in and out, but we'll try to stay with you as long as we can. We know you're driving, and we just wanted to be on the show today. Uh, first and foremost, let's say congratulations to our uh, University of West Florida Argos, who uh, defeated IUP today uh, in the semifinals and uh, are headed now to the Division Two national championship uh, to, uh, team to be, or excuse me, opponent to be named uh, soon. They're playing right now. I don't know the score of that game, uh, but we'll be naming his, their opponent soon. I mean, Coach Pete Chinnick, who was actually named the AFCA Division II Coach of the Year last week, we had him on the show, and uh, we talked to him and, and had him on. We couldn't be more happy for what he's accomplished. Uh, the program's only been in existence for two years, and in their second year, these guys are playing for the national championship in Division II doesn't happen maybe ever and uh i don't know that it's happened ever uh one time prior to this uh but i mean doc i know you're you know we've when we started this show we said we wanted to include every school in the state of florida and uh what are your thoughts right now now that you didn't know really much about west florida going in neither did i but after doing a little research and a little bit of recon on that school what are you thinking about them now you know it's it's a great story great for West Florida, it's great for uh, Florida athletes looking for, for other schools to go to. Um, you know, we had Coach Shinnick on uh, Tuesday, great guy, very personable. We had, I forget who, who was the guy that called in from Yellowstone, I forget his name. I think it was Joe from Yellowstone who said that IUP was going to just destroy West Florida. And I and I believe I told him yeah, that there's Joe, one thing he, he doesn't see on the stat sheet, and that's the heart of these young guys. Yep. Yeah, Joe from Yellowstone, I hope so, you're listening, but you called in here 
coming in hot. He came in hot on Tuesday, and you guys uh, didn't hold on your, your side of the argument. So, props to West Florida. Bring it home. No doubt about it. And listen, if you guys wanted to call in, the number here is 657-383-1684. Again, that's 657-383-1684. We'll be taking any of your calls throughout the day. We're going to be on for the next couple hours. We're going to interview some agents, uh, going to interview some players. Hopefully we get the – one of the directors of the FCS Bowl here, Ken Mole, see if we can grab him and get him on here today. And uh, right after, you know, right after we can get all those guys on, um, we're going to get off the show and get on uh, pretty quickly. Hey, Doc. Doc, you there? Hey, man. Sounds, like sounds, sounds like you're in a wind tunnel, but we'll still stick with you. <laughs> so, listen, Doc, we're at the FCS Bowl. Uh, it's been a great game where these – they kind of get all these young guys in Division One, AA guys, Division Two, Three, and NAA kids, bring them in, get them in front of some of these NFL scouts, and also in front of some of the agents. With me now, I have Eric Hires, who's an agent out of Orlando, Florida. And Eric, how you doing? I'm doing well, Sam. How you doing? Great, great. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. No doubt about it. Eric and I have been communicating for a while now. Uh, you know, me being a scout and him being an agent, we're trying to get his guys some jobs. Um, Eric and I kind of met randomly uh, through one of his clients last year, uh, Mark Herndon, who was with the University of Florida. And, uh, you know, we've kind of been going back and forth. So I just wanted to bring an agent on real quick to maybe talk a little bit about, you know, what he does as an agent first and foremost and what his objective is to, uh, to uh, you know, help these kids out. So, Eric, tell me, first of all, what got you into the business? Well, being a uh, – I'm a Florida native and, and have been – avidly involved in sports all my life. Uh, I played football for many years through high school and college and um, just wanted to stay connected to the game. Obviously wasn't good enough to make it at the next level at the pro, but still wanted to be involved and certainly wanted to help um, these younger kids that are, are coming up now with some of the decision-making and, you know, opportunities that are presented to them through their, their course of um, professional sports and athletics. Right. Now you said you, were you were an athlete as well? Right, right. I was here at I went to UCF. Oh, look, well, look at this guy He's riding high right now with the, with the Knights. And the doc will tell you, I've been on the bandwagon all year, and I'm not afraid to tell anybody Absolutely. about it. I jumped on early. Doc, tell him. Charge on. Tell him, Doc. <laughs> oh yeah, he's been he's been riding the UCF uh, train here very hard. Oh yeah. Excellent. In fact, a couple of weeks ago, I I made a comment to the doc that we the UCF needed to sue the playoff committee. Because of them, I felt that they're the reason why Scott Frost was going to leave. Because they, if they don't put him into the national championship, right. you guys got a coach that can never win a national championship. So every two years, if you have a guy that has success, he's going to end up getting a job somewhere else, and you're going to be going through a carousel of coaching. Yeah, that's that's an unfortunate situation that happens with this college football committee, college football playoff committee, and um, you know it's unfortunate because if if you really aren't going to give an opportunity to these group of five teams that you know, may ultimately have stellar years, uh, such as what we had this year, and not give them the opportunity to play. Right. I think that's kind of a disservice because if it's really only going to be about the Power Five, then call it the Power Five College Football Playoff Committee. Right. It's not the Football Bowl Subdivision Playoff Committee. Right. Because they are completely discriminating against all the other teams that are not a part of the Power Five Conference. Well, I'm sure you know just as well, and, you know, I don't want to get us off topic, and Doc will <laughs> definitely love to chime in, I'm sure, with this, but – as soon as I make this comment, I'm going to pass it to the doc. This is all about money. Eric. Absolutely. 
all about money. Doc, take it from there because I know you want to chime in. I know you're all about that. Oh, maybe we lost the doc here, and that's probably unfortunate because I know that this thing this thing rattles him up. <laughs> oh, he's back oh doc, go ahead. There you are. David, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you now. Yeah, go ahead, no, buddy. Yeah. You know, I, I I agree that uh, UCS had a great year, and you know, I just think the problem is that when you, they're not playing other schools that are that are in contention, it's just hard to tell where they really are. And I, and I hope they know that. Uh, on New Year's Day and, and give Auburn all they can. And, you know, and, and I'd like to see them continue to have success as we move forward. But this year, probably a little too soon to, to put them in the top four. And, now, Doc, let me ask you. Again, we always talk about this is this college football is all about money now, correct? Would you say? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, certainly the whole, the whole world's about money. Sure. But when it comes to the TV conferences, and TV TV deals that are going out there, you know, Rutgers is the prime example. Rutgers has no business playing in the Big Ten, yet they chase the dollar and they are getting stomped at every waking moment. Would you agree? Was that a move for them that they should have made? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, Rutgers wasn't really having a lot of success no matter where they were, but they're probably getting a lot more money from um, – from that contract that they were getting uh, wherever they were before. What, what were they, the Big East or something? I can't remember where they were. Yeah, they were in the Big, they were in the big East, yep. Yeah. But Miami was also in the Big East back then. Uh, I believe, if I'm, no, not Boston College, but Miami was definitely in the Big Boston East. Virginia Tech well. was in the Big East back then as well. Right. So they had a pretty good conference, then it got split up, and then some guys chased the money, and some guys, you know, kind of stayed, and they formed that, uh, you know, they all kind of jumped to the Atlantic Coast Conference, and then they formed the AAC. Right. And, and then next thing you know, you know, people are getting disrespected. So, you know, again, I have been under contention that UCF is probably, if not a top, I think they're a top five team in this country. Any team that scores 50 points, you don't have to have a great defensive for scoring 50 points a game typically. And they showed that in the last two games they played. Right. USF and Memphis, these guys put up, I mean, 70 points almost every game. And, you know, their defense wasn't great and they're winning. Right. So, that, that, that's mine, I, and I didn't want to get off on a tangent because I, I love UCF this year, and I'm a big fan of what they did. And then, uh, you know, I know the doc, he, he's, he always chuckles every time I say that these guys are a top five team, but uh, he knows they're good, you know, but we, we definitely disagree. We agree to disagree on that go. one for sure. Eric, talk to me about uh, – Yeah. You, so, you, so you played at UCF, and then you went to law school? Correct. I um, It wasn't immediate after that. I kind of had a, a – after I finished college, um, had a career in hospitality management, uh, did that for a few years. Uh, then I actually got into insurance, and uh, I was a claims adjuster handling, you know, motor vehicle accidents right. and workers' comp injuries and things like that from an insurance standpoint. Sure. And then I went back to law school. Oh, wow. And um, so, you know, that was kind of a, a meandering-type process to go through to, right. to get to where I ultimately wanted to be. But still in the back of my mind, I was always connected to sports. Uh, so getting into – it was natural progression, then Absolutely. getting into the agency work. Now, obviously, I know a little bit about the agency business. I was I was involved with an agency for quite some time. So I know once you got your law degree, then you went and sat for the, the exam in, in exactly. D.C. you went? Exactly. Okay, so you went to D.C., you passed your, your NFLPA exam, and then – since then, I know how hard it is to get clients, and I know how hard it is to get your name out there. Talk to us a little bit about how you do it and how, how difficult it is and what you found works for you. Well, first of all, it, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head. Unless you are uh, 
kind of falling into a situation where your people or company that you're with is well-known and they are getting the cream of the crop type situations. Um, I'll do a comparison or analogy with regard to uh, the NFLPA agents and college football. Um, You know this from your time, I'm sure, being with uh, agencies in the past. Um, Just like you have the Power Five in collegiate athletics, you've kind of, I wouldn't call it a Power Five in in agents, but you have some pretty well-known agents that are out there that uh, ultimately and, and unilaterally seem to get the cream of the crop guys year in, year out. Right. A lot of that's based on reputation. A lot of that's based on recognition. Um, but they seem to get those guys year in and year out. And so it's it's very difficult to compete with that name recognition. Even though you can present a pretty good service, a comparable service, they don't know you. Right. And because they don't know you, they don't trust you or they don't want to give you that shot of that opportunity. Mm-hmm. So what I, I really try to do is uh, I look at it from a standpoint of I got to go after people and, and try to get the people that work and fit with me. Right. I, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously ambitious and a hard worker and, and try to do what I can to help guys. And at the end of the day, what guys have to realize is it's not who's representing you that's really going to make the difference about what happens to your professional career. Right. It's your performance on the field. 100%. And that's the thing I try to tell the guys when I talk to them. You get hung up on who's representing you. But at the end of the day, the agents are not playing the ball game. That's it. It's the players that are playing the ball game. And if you're not good enough to cut it, you're not going to make it. I don't care who's representing you. Right. And, and that's the hardest thing to try to get these guys because a lot of agents, I call it sell a bag of goods or, you know, fool's gold, if you will. Yeah. And they tell them things that may or may not necessarily be completely accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guys buy it. And they end up going with these guys. And sometimes they don't get the representation that they should. Yeah. Uh, largely because if you're not that first round, second round, perhaps third round guy, you may kind of tend to fall by the wayside with regard to how much attention you're actually getting and how hard that guy's actually working for you. Right. Of course, it's nice to have that connection and that name recognition so you can tell your boys, hey, this is my dog, this is my agent, this is representing me. Right. But are they really representing you? Sure. Are they really working for you? Are they really doing the things that are going to matter most? And at the end of the day, what kind of relationship do you have with your agent? Because quite honestly, an agent is going to be very closely connected to what you are doing professionally. Mm -hmm. They are there to provide guidance, assistance, knowledge, uh, advice about a number of different things. And I try to develop that relationship with my players. The guys that I have with me, they're like family. They're they're like my, my sons, my children. That's kind of the relationship I have with them. And, and, you know, speaking, going back a little bit in what you said too, you know, these guys and, and, and I was, you know, a part of this as well. They, they too tend to, point the finger at you that it's our fault and they really don't understand what's happening behind the scenes a lot of times uh unfortunately you have got to be have a phenomenal set of patience on you in this business uh not only on our side or your side as the agent but also on the player side as well right. things right. don't happen overnight and right. things don't always happen traditionally and that's something that these guys usually need, don't understand is that you know, there, there's a lot of people that are in the NFL right now that, that were in this FCS game that had right. to go untraditionally, the untraditional route of not getting drafted and possibly going to Canada or playing a year of arena ball. Uh, I think it, at that point, it's all about the love of the game, because right. if you love what you want to do and that's what you want to do, then you're going to go and play where you need to play. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't understand that 
you know, when you go and go to Canada, it's not a death sentence. It could be a rehab assignment, and, and, and maybe you're rehabbing your image. Maybe you're rehabbing um, an injury. Maybe you need to get more film, you know, and exactly. the kids got to understand that, you know, they get paid as well. They're not up there working for peanuts. Right. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it's, it's a difficult business. Back to your Power 5 agents, they are there. You know, those. this is a business of finance, unfortunately. You, it's almost like a war. Mm-hmm. You can't go to war under finance, and you can't be in the agent business without, you know, being under finance because, you know, unfortunately, a guy sees what one kid's doing, and next thing you know, he wants to have that. And he doesn't understand, and, and uh, you know, I'm sure you tried to do, you tried to educate the kids as much as possible that, you know, some guy that's getting drafted in the first round and, and, you're, and you're a free agent, you know, free agent uh, grade, you know, you're not going to get a $30,000, uh, you know, right. uh, stipend to go and get right. trained because this is, you know, not only a business for him, but for us as well, for you as well as the right. agent, you don't, and for us, when I was there, I didn't want to put a kid into a $30,000 hole. I know he's never going to get out of that. It's not right. my job to do that. My job is to make the best decisions for you and help you understand the business a lot more. Exactly. Do you feel that the kids that you have now, are they understanding? I mean, are the kids that are bouncing around from team or Cut, sign, cut, sign. Are they understanding what's going on? They, they do. I, I spend a lot of time trying to educate them with the process and the things that are happening. Um, one of the things that I, I try to make sure that they understand initially is, you know, collegiate athletics, high school athletics, that's kind of a process or system. Right. But professional athletics is a business. And that's all it is, yep. business. And they need to understand that, you know, some of the latitude and freedoms that they had in you know the collegiate world or in the you know the academic or scholastic world, those things don't translate um, too well when you get to the professional level because right. if you're not producing, you're not playing, and wow. you're not on you're not on a team. And teams, as we have seen with you know coaches with the, the carousel that's happened in collegiate athletics this year, even in the pros, when when you know you're not producing, you're not with a team, right. and that's one of the hardest things I think that you try to get these guys to understand is, you know, while they may be looking at, oh, this guy's doing that or this guy's, you know, having this opportunity, if they aren't producing, even, you know, first, second, third round guys, they'll only go for so long. Right. If they're not producing, they're going to get cut too. And, you know, you see guys that came out of uh, these FCS bowls and, and some of the lesser uh, schools, schools that were not necessarily D1 schools. Right. They do make it in the pros. Oh, yeah. And it's about hard. It's about how hard they want to work, sure. how much they want you know, to put into it, and they are not looking for a handout. No they doubt. are looking to make a name for themselves, and they're giving effort. And that's one of the biggest things that you try to tell these guys is it's about what you do, not sure. what you're given. Well, do you feel like you have a, a, a competitive edge in, in the agent business because you were a player, because you know the business, you're not just a guy? Because a lot of the agents, uh, myself, you and I are the same. I, I've I played football. I was in the trenches. I worked in football. I was a director of football ops. You know, I understand what these kids are going through. You understand what these kids are. We know what two days are like. Right. We know what it's like to wake up at six in the morning, go to work out, go to class all day, go to practice, go to study hall, try to get to the cafeteria before it closes, go do your homework and get to bed at midnight and wake up the next day and do it all over again. Exactly. We know what that's like. Um, a lot of agents today, they don't. They, you know, a lot of them are just kind of briefcase carriers who can go on a website, see a guy who's projected to go to a certain place with, from all these online publications, start to try to court a guy and, you know, try to come in that way. Um, do you feel that you have a competitive edge being in the business so long of knowing what these kids have gone through? Does that resonate with them a little more? Not all the time. Um, again, 
you, what I've experienced and what I've, I've seen, sometimes that helps um, for them to understand that you do have some, you know, ability to relate to what they're going through. Right. But at the other time, uh, you know, on the other side, it, it also is they're looking at what are you going to do for me? Mm-hmm. And one of the disappointing things is if the kid has any, you know, talent or ability at all, you're not only dealing with the kid, but you're sometimes dealing with family members or, you know, close oh, yeah. you know, relationships or confidants, and they're kind of looking for a little something too. And yeah. that's unfortunate because that really becomes an impediment to the kid's success, I think, sure. because they're carrying what I would term baggage. Yeah. That's unnecessary. Yeah. I mean, that's burden and stress. A lot of families put that on their right. on these kids. A lot of you know, a lot of these families, you know, for kids playing today, they're, a lot of them don't come from upper-class exactly. homes where some of those families are kind of dependent on this kid to to be it the savior sense. in some some instances. And it puts a lot of pressure on those guys, and they don't realize that, hey, they need to just kind of chill, let the kid go and go to school, let them, you know, don't show up to game. I used to tell guys, if you can get out of your hometown, if you're the savior, get out. You don't want your family, not that it's a bad thing, but you don't want these guys asking for tickets, being around you, showing up at the dorms. That's all distraction. You need to get away from that. And I, and I hear you, and I, I think that's a big part of it. Hey, Doc, are you back with us here? Let's see if we got the Doc here. Yeah, yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, we can. Hey, do you have any questions can for Eric? Yep. Yeah. yeah, Eric, yeah, I, mean, I, I, you know, I think I've actually uh, taken care of some of your clients, and, and I – uh, being a sports medicine specialist, my question for you is: Is do you investigate uh, an athlete's injury history, or, or do some research on that before you sign them, or, or find figure out how that may affect their 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 draftability, or how do you guys approach injuries and injury histories? I, I do ask guys about uh, injuries that they've had because one of the things that teams require is, you know, when a person is actually being looked at or uh, being brought to an organization. Um, there's a questionnaire that they have to complete uh, with regard to their prior medical history and injuries that they've had, as well as uh, signing a medical release that, you know, the team or the club can get, uh, you know, access to the medical records. So uh, I think it's very prudent for me to be aware of that and, and how I usually try to address that. If I am aware of it, I'll just close that up front to the team and make sure that they are aware of it so that there's no, you know, hidden circumstances or hidden situations that they may ultimately discover or find out on their own. Uh, there have been some contracts that have been voided because of the failure to report or disclose uh, injuries that a person has had. That's actually happened, you know, kind of recently in the last couple of years with some of these teams. So um, I do think it's important. It is something that I do check, and, and I certainly um, dive into that a bit with regard to the players that I'm looking at and representing because it does have an impact on uh, their potential draft status and overall success with the league. How's that, Doc? <laughs> hey, no, Eric, let me ask great. you this. That was great. Great yeah. answer. Let me, let me ask you this, uh, Eric. Uh, this new thing that's coming out now is the insurance for kids coming out. Right. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that and how that works? Um, well, with regard to uh, the insurance, they're looking at um, one of the things that happens is, is kids – I mean, obviously, this is still a contact sport. Sure. Um, and there's going to be injuries that, you know, while it is not unreasonable to believe or assume that a person is going to get injured, uh, if those injuries are to the point that uh, it either presents a situation where it may be threatening um, career-wise to a player, 
it's necessary that you, you know, do some investigation, take some securities with regard to looking out for that, uh, that player's future financially. Because uh, at the end of the day, that's really what this is all about. Um, not just the love of the game, but it becomes a, a way of life or at least an opportunity for these guys to earn income. So uh, with regard to um, looking at these insurances, which are now becoming more prevalent, uh, with regard to the types of injuries, we see a lot more focus on uh, concussion protocol and injuries themselves. Uh, it just becomes more prudent to, to look at that and, and pursue that as an avenue uh, to protect a, a player's interest in the future. I, what do you think also, you know, now a lot of the guys are uh, are sitting out bowl games. Um, are you a fan of that as a player? I, I personally have a problem with it. I get it on both sides, but... I'm a team guy. I wouldn't want – if I'm Florida State, I, yeah, we don't, we're not playing for ranking. We're not right. playing for a championship. Uh, but it's my last game. And some of those guys, they'll never strap on the, the shoes again. They'll never put their helmet on again. Right. And they want to be on there with Derwin James Jr. Just Obviously, this is happening, but right. uh happened last year with McCaffrey as well. What are your thoughts on that? And I'm sure you have that on both sides. Yeah, much like you, I have mixed emotions with that, uh, mixed thoughts and feelings. Um, I, I think it, it's a case-by-case basis. Each player has to kind of make that decision for themselves, and I really think it's a player's decision. I, I can understand the, the you know, hesitation with regard to it not looking like a team sport, but when you are looking at what we just discussed with these insurance policies and the potential detriment that a person can experience with a career-threatening injury, um, you can see individuals that may be projected first, second, third round picks have a devastating injury in a bowl game, and it completely tanked their draft staff. Sure. Um, You're talking the difference of uh, millions in that situation when you've got a high projected pick and they've got a sustained uh, significant injury and they fall to, you know, six, seven round, that's catastrophic um, from an earnings potential or earnings standpoint. And so I think it has to become a case-by-case situation where the individual has to do what's best for them. And sure. I think we provide counsel to them about what's best and have them make that decision. I, I see the other side of that coin, too, as you described, the team sport. This may be the last time that these guys strap it up. Sure. But at that point, if the person has an opportunity to move on to the next level, They've got to make the decision that's best for them. Yeah, and I get that part. You know, they're, this is their essentially their job is, you know, playing football. Uh, that's the understanding part of it for me. The not understanding a part of it for me is it's my last game. I want to play with Darren James. I've been playing with him for three years. I want to win this game. I can't win without that guy, in my mind. He's top five best player in the country right now, maybe top ten. Right. It, for me, it's just a kind of a shot in the gut. Hey, I, I get what you're trying to do. Uh, but, you know, we're also here. We came in together. You know, guys came in together with him, uh, and some guys c- can go on and some can't. Doc, what, what is your take on that whole thing? Yeah, you know, I I agree. I see it from both sides. Uh, you know, I, 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 I'm a team, team first kind of guy, but I, but I think what, what we saw was Jalen Smith being a top five pick and, and then obviously having a devastating knee injury and, and falling out, way out, and losing several million dollars. I, I think that was a game changer in a lot of people's eyes. And, and you know, I, I just think that, as Aaron said, it, 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 it's an individual decision, and, and the player needs to decide what's best for him and his family. And, and, and obviously, hopefully, 
he gets his teammates aboard and whatever decision he makes. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I I see it from both sides. I, I don't disagree with any of the comments about anyone's thoughts about this particular subject. Uh, some people agree with it wholeheartedly. Some people disagree with it wholeheartedly. Right. I, uh, I, this is probably the first time that I'll tell you I see both sides of it clearly. <laughs> um, but, you know, the insurance, insurance thing now is very popular. Uh, and like you said, uh, some, it might make sense for some people to get it. Um, if you got the insurance, why not play in the game? That's the way I look at it, right? Because right. you're covered. Um, so th- that's, that's my whole thing on that. Uh, Eric, you're, you're going through the process now. The seasons are over. You're an agent. You're trying to find new clients. Um, do, do you have a particular process that you follow? And, and if, you, if so, could you kind of shed some light on it? It, the process varies based on who it is I think that you're recruiting. I mean, I, mean, I, I look at guys in many different places. I'm not just localized to Florida because I've right. gotten guys in many other places. Um, the process varies based on really kind of who you can get. Um, surprisingly, if you've done this long enough, you can kind of identify which guys are likely to move on to the next level or at least garner some interest from sure. teams uh, where you can get to. And the process is – really just trying to get in front of that guy because I know I can't necessarily compete on the level of some of these power five agents. Right. Um, I really have to bank on my opportunity to connect with the person. Sure. Talk to them, uh, try to give them an opportunity to let them see me mm-hmm. very transparent when it comes to my players. Yep. Um, I let them hear the truth. I don't always tell them what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's what they need to hear right. so that they can make good decisions. There are some guys that don't like that. And, a lot of them probably. <laughs> and, and unfortunately, if that's the case, then I look at it as maybe I'm not a good fit for you right. because we're going to have those conversations sure. throughout this process because mm-hmm. everything's not going to go like we want it to. Everything's right. not going to happen like we planned. And we need to be able to adjust and adapt. It happens in football games. Teams do things. Oh, yeah. You make an adjustment. You get blitzed on a couple of plays you know, because you're not blocking properly. Your gaps are not sound. Right. And you're giving them free plays. Oh, you yeah. got to make the adjustment. Same thing happens with this agency right. situation. Things don't always do well. Sometimes guys perform poorly. Well, there may be not necessarily a need for this particular team, but that may be somewhere else. Right. I tell guys all the time, especially a lot of free agents who get invited to camp after the draft. They didn't get drafted. Um, when they get to camp and they get the opportunity to play, I tell them all the time, you are not just playing for the team that you're on. Right. You are kind of showcasing yourself for, for all thirty, for all yeah. thirty-two teams. Uh, yeah, that's one hundred percent. Even though one team that you're with may not like you, all yeah. it takes is one other guy to like you. That's it, and you got a shot. And so. I've always said, one, you just need one. Exactly. Just one's got to fall in love with you, and one's got to <clears> give <throat> you an opportunity. Uh, once again, everyone, you're listening to a three and out show on Blog Talk Radio, your everything source for college football in the state of Florida. Uh, the call-in number for us is six five seven three eight three one six eight four. That's six five seven. Three three one six eight four. We're here with Eric Hires, uh, sports agent in Orlando. Eric, what's the name of your company? Go ahead. Hires Sports Group. Hires Sports Group. You're located. You're based out of Orlando. Out of Orlando. Uh, you know, we're kind of sitting here, and I, and I see a I see a parent that's kind of been eavesdropping herself into the conversation over here, and uh, you know, it's important that the parents are educated on the process. When you when you talk to your kids, do you ask to speak to their parents as well to kind of guide them through everything? Absolutely. And what do you talk to them about? Um, well, one of the things that, that needs to happen, um, usually I'm dealing with kids that are 
sometimes 17 or strike that sometimes 21, 22 right. years old. Um, and I want the parents, if the parents are involved in their life, I need them to be involved in the process. Sure. It's part of that transparency. I don't want the parents to think that in any way I'm wanting to do something detrimental to their child. Right. Uh, I want them to be involved in the process. I try to make it you know, pretty clear with them that if the child's an adult and they're making decisions, they need to have the information. And I, I encourage the, the kids to talk to their parents. Sure. I mean, that's, that's one of the, the, I think, areas that we're lacking today is a lot of parents are not involved in the decision-making process. Right. And I think well, they a lot need of the kids have that, uh, you know, I, I know everything mentality, exactly. too, you know, because they maybe they've seen a friend or a, a former teammate go through the process and they think that's how it's supposed to go for them. Yeah. Um, and I didn't mean to cut no, you no, off, but okay. go ahead. But I do encourage them. I, I, I definitely try to make it a point to meet with the parents and discuss any, you know, options right. or answer any questions they may have sure. regarding anything that's happening with me. I, again, I try to be transparent in that process right. because what I want the player to understand is, A, you can trust what I say to you. Sure. And I tell them to go check it out. I said, if I'm telling them something that's not correct, check it out. Right. Because I, I don't, I don't, I want them to recognize that they can trust me sure. with, you know, the information. Cause it's a big decision. hundred percent. You know, it's just, I liken it the whole decision process for, for, for choosing an agent, it's like going to college again. Exactly. You know, you go to college, you, you choose the school that you're going to be family with for the next four years. With the agent business, we, we would like you to be family for, for your, your entire career. And then after, and then after exactly. uh, football ends and into their professional career as well. Uh, I always felt that education and all kinds of education to the parent was important. Financial literacy, education, uh, even for the player. Uh, you know, I, I had some kids and you might have some that couldn't even balance a checkbook. Exactly. Uh, and it's almost kind of a whole hand-holding process for a lot of these guys. They don't know any better. Um, and, and with the parents, I used to go in and try to get into the, you know, I always used to tell my guys, let's go get on the couch because, you know, I, I think winning the parent over sometimes is a big help in winning the child over as well. Um, but again, you know, every kid is different. Like you said, right. not every kid has, you know, a parent in their life. Right. Uh, some of these kids that we talk to are parents and Correct. taking care of their own brothers and sisters, in which case they need to be educated fully as well. Uh, but it's a hard gig. This isn't an easy business. Uh, I've been there, so I know, and I know for you the same as it goes for you uh, the same. Uh, this year right now, how many guys do you, do you have a set number of guys that you go after every year? I don't. Um, I think it's just based on a lot of, a lot of times who I can get. I don't usually go after a lot of guys. Right. Um, I, I'm I'm a smaller firm. Sure. And I like to provide attention and you know detail and contact to my players. Right. Um, I'm the agent, and I think they need to deal with me. Right. I don't think they necessarily need to deal with anybody that's working with me sure. or, or that or sort secretary of thing. Or a exactly. runner. It, it's me. So I I kind of got that mentality as an attorney right. because I handle. I have a law firm as well, and you know when I sign up a client, they want to talk to the lawyer. They sure. hired me. They didn't hire necessarily my office or my right. staff. Those people assist me, but they hired me yeah. to do the job. And so I want to make sure that I'm available to them. So I try not to oversell myself, if you will, and place myself in compromising positions where I'm not able to provide the attention and detail that's necessary to handle the case. Yeah, and I think I think. For me, I, I like I enjoyed being a boutique agency, if you will, uh, because you're right. You provide that, you know, you you, you have that accessibility uh, with your guys. You know, for me, I always used to say I, we got to be friends, man. If you right. can't be be friends with me, 
this is never going to work. We got to be able to text each other. We got to know each other in and out. You know, right. I, I always felt I was more successful when I knew my players in and out because I knew how to sell them, if you will, to the to the higher ups. Uh, you have you have you been to this game before this FCS bowl? I, I've been one one other time before. Okay. Um, I know it hasn't been around that long. Right. And, and uh, but I've, I've been one once before. Do you feel like this is a good showcase for those younger guys, those D two, D three, NEIA guys that they that they may need some exposure like this for for the scouts that come in? Because I'll tell you, we've had uh, if I, just off my top of my head, there's been probably maybe 12 to 15 NFL teams here for this event. Uh, we've had five CFL teams as well. Uh, do you think it's important for, for guys uh, like in the lower levels to, to come and be a part of this? I do. I think it's a, one of the things that I tell my guys, it's all about exposure. Um, it's hard to get noticed when you're not seen. Sure. And if you have the opportunity to come uh, and perform in front of these scouts, uh, I think that can only help you. I don't, I don't see where that's necessarily right. a, a bad thing. I think it's always, always a good thing to be seen, and especially when you have a good performance. Sure, that that can only benefit you and help you in some ways. It's, it's, it makes my job easier when a player has performed well, and I'm representing that player, and I call up a guy and I say, Hey, listen, I represent so and so. You remember you saw him in this particular game? And, sure. You know, he, he's the one that did this. Oh yeah, I remember that guy. And it just kind of you're looking for a door. Yeah, the door. That's Always. Really kind of what you're looking for. So, you know, that's that's the thing. I think it's good to have them have the opportunity to come here. So, if you have the opportunity as a player to come and, and showcase your skills, mm-hmm. I strongly encourage it. I, I agree with that 100. percent And again, not every road's traditional. Uh, right. You know, I've seen guys come to a game like this. Wow, some people, next thing you know, they're playing in the NFLBA game. Right. Next thing you know, they're in the East-West Shrine game. Next thing you know, they're in the Senior Bowl. And, it, you know, a lot of kids don't understand that that really does happen. I know they probably hear it, uh, but it actually does happen a lot. Uh, Eric, before I let you go, and we appreciate I've kept you on for quite some time, but before I let you go, do you have any final thoughts or anything you'd like to say? And we actually have a parent over here. I don't know if she wants to ask you a question. Do you have any questions? It's okay. If you have any questions for Eric, you got a, one of the best agents in the business here. You'll answer any question you have. Anything? Okay, well, if you think of something, we'll be around. Uh, but, Eric, I mean, la- a final thought from you uh, in regard to anything, the business, uh, the game, whatever you'd like to say, talk to a parent. Uh, let, me, let, me ask you, let me ask you this. End with this. Why should I sign with you as, a, as an agent? There are many opportunities that a person has, and, you know, life's full of choices full of options, full of, you know, situations where you can make this way, make this decision this way or that way. But before I answer that question, I usually, I get that question a lot from players. Sure. And I ask them this question. You're concerned about why you should pick me, but why should a team pick you? Right. Because I think I have the ability to sell you to a team Mm -hmm. better than you can sell yourself because they're going to look at you as a performer, right. but do they really know you? I think you pick me largely because once we get to know each other and I get to represent you, I'm your greatest, your biggest advocate. Sure. And part of them understanding that it's an opportunity. You know, everybody that, you know, plays this game wasn't a first round pick. Mm-hmm. And there are teams that take a chance on the guy that may be lesser known. Sure. That may not be the guy that, you know, rose to the cream of the crop or got all the notoriety and the attention. So if a team takes that opportunity with you and gives you a chance, why wouldn't you take that opportunity 
and give me a chance. Well said, man. Give me chills, man. Make me want to go back and get my <laughs> get my last year of eligibility and play with you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Eric Hires for the Eric Hires uh, or the Hires Sports Group uh, in Orlando, Florida. Uh, do you have a website or anything you want it to is. put it's up? It is. HiresportsGroup.com. Okay, HiresportsGroup.com. Uh, please visit him. Uh, if you're anybody out there as a parent, uh, uh, athlete, anybody looking for an agent to represent their their son, uh, Eric will definitely be one of those guys who can take care of your kid um, and, and knows the business, can get in, um, and, and then, you know, just kind of do what he's got to do to make sure your son's successful, not only on the field, but off the field as well, because uh, like we've always said, uh, you know, we're not just trying to get good football players, but we're trying to get good men exactly. out of this whole thing. Uh, so, again, anybody who's interested, please get in t- contact with Eric Hires uh, at the Hires Sports Group in Orlando, Florida. Uh, we're going to take a little break here, uh, but, Eric, I appreciate you coming on. You know, you're always welcome. I'd love to give you a call sometime and probably and probably talk to you about a bit uh, a little bit more. And, and we, you know, you and I, we kind of met – you know, randomly, and we've kind of been bonded ever since. You know, we've gone, we kind of gone through the same uh, war together, so we, we, we struck a little bond. Uh, but you're listening again to Three and Out uh, on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back uh, with you just shortly, okay? Thanks a lot.
flowing. So everybody, welcome back to the Three and Out Show. I'm your host, Sammy G. Uh, we had the doc earlier, but he's in travel right now. So uh, I'm guessing his signal on the phone on the highway is not uh, not the best. Uh, the phone number to call us in is 657-383-1684. Uh, again, we're live here from the FCS Bowl uh, in Daytona Beach, Florida. Actually, right now at the Athlete and Agent Conference at the Ocean Center here in Daytona Beach. And right now, I'm going to be joined by one of those athletes, and actually a local product here uh, from Seabreeze High School, quarterback Connor Blair. Connor, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Good, man. Thanks for being on the show. I know this is a little funny for you because Connor knows my, my brother very well from uh, from high school, and uh, my brother does a a local uh you know kind of uh what are they doing where are they at kind of a thing on facebook that uh actually takes a lot of uh a lot of effort believe it or not i don't know if he gets a lot of a lot of credit for what he's doing there but i, I see people commenting all the time so do you? It's, it's very special. i mean this guy goes above and beyond with the statistics with the stats uh for all the local kids so uh listen we're here at the fcs bowl connor you played at lagrange this year uh right now you were uh looks like you went 239 for 360 or out of 368, you were 239 of 368 for 200 or 2,827 yards and 23 touchdowns, uh, with an average of 282 yards a game. Uh, you played in 10 games uh, with a passer efficiency of 142, and you completed 65% of your passes. Uh, I mean, it looks like you had a great year at Lagrange. Uh, let's talk about first and foremost. Let's talk about how you got to Lagrange, uh, and tell me about your experience there. So. After my senior year of high school, uh, I didn't have too many offers, right. so I started expanding my horizons to D3, D2, NAIA. Sure. Uh, so Lagrange, my head, my head coach, uh, Mark Beach, recommended Lagrange College to me because okay. he knew Matt Mummy. He was the head coach at the time. Sure. So I reached out to him. And I said, "Hey, coach, how's it going? I'm Connor Blair. I played football at Series High School." And uh, we just went on from there, and I went and visited. And right whenever I went there, I knew I knew exactly from the coaching staff, uh, from how I felt whenever I walked up on the, at the stadium, and in the locker room. I just I just knew I wanted to go to the branch. Was it was it a good recruiting process for you? Was what, what did they do to will you? Was it just the place? Was it the school? What was it? It was just it was right whenever I walked in. The coaches they all welcomed me right. uh, very well, and. Uh, I looked at the depth chart, which is important to me, because I wanted to go somewhere where I could play sure. and not sit the bench for three years and right. play one year. Uh, so I did that, and I, I knew I had a chance to play. Uh, they ran an air raid offense. I love throwing the ball, so I just yeah. I love that also. And did you start you, did the first day you walked onto the campus? How long before you became the guy there? So they had a senior who was very good. His name was Graham Craig. Uh, he was a very good quarterback. Um, I didn't start my freshman year. I started as a personal protector for the punter. Nice. Yeah. But uh, we had a, we had a couple – we had a formation on the offense that was set up just for me. Okay. Because they knew I could run the ball. All right. So they had me run the run plays to get, like, fourth and one. Sure. Quarterback in there. But uh, sophomore year is when I started. So, oh, sophomore year. Sophomore so you, year. You went in pretty quickly then. Yeah. Uh, what was your official height and weight at this weigh-in uh, yesterday? Uh I think it was six one, I believe. Right. Uh, two hundred and eighteen pounds. So two eighteen. So six one, two eighteen, thumping quarterback. So you like to run, obviously. I like to run. Uh, yeah. What it is about? Are you like the, that Tebow style of quarterback? Uh, is that absolutely. You, that's how you. Absolutely. Are you a Tebow fan? Oh yeah. You're a Gator fan. Big Gator we won't fan. hold it against you here, but you know we'll definitely. Uh, I can see a little bit of the similarities, especially in the style that you 
that you're accustomed to. Uh, you played here locally in Daytona Beach at Seabreeze High School. Um, how, how did you enjoy Seabreeze High School? Oh, I loved it. Yeah. Uh, the atmosphere was awesome. The student section was awesome. Uh, I loved all the coaches. It was, a, it was a great time. I loved all the players I played with as well. Yeah. Listen, this is a good game that we have in this area. And obviously, you know, it, it, it gives guys like yourself who went to a smaller school a chance to come here and showcase your ability. Uh, you, you've been out here now a couple of days of practice. How do you think things have gone for you? I think it's going really well. You know, I was I was kind of curious how, how well I was going to adjust to the plays. Because coming from a school that was mostly air raid, mostly in the shotgun, I've never really played on the center until this last year when we got a new head coach at my college. Right. Uh, being under center and learning all these new plays within a week, it's, it's been actually really easy to do. It's been it's been fun. Since yeah. I've learned so much from college. So coming here, it's 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 been a pretty pretty easy process. What, what did you think about the, ca- the cattle walk you had to make in front of all the scouts the other day when you came in? <laughs> it was uh, it was definitely different. It was definitely yeah. different. I, I didn't. I was not expecting that at all. <laughs> uh, I didn't know we had to get nothing. Says male bonding like two hundred guys in their underwear getting ready to walk yep. through uh, walk through a room like one a cattle caller. Yeah, one after another in front of some NFL scouts so they can get a look at your 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 imperfections, if yeah. you will. Yeah. Uh, you know, I probably would have skipped that if I was in that in that lineup, but or maybe not. Maybe he never know. I, mean, I would have thrown a thong or something, jumped in there. Who knows? <laughs> I, I, I'm crazy like that. Uh, so the experience that you have so far, what have you thought about what's going on in the process that's happening right it now? It has been an amazing process. You know, coaches, it's, it's always different whenever you come into the coaches, but they have been very welcoming. They've been letting us know what we need to do, trying to get us better each and every play. So it's been an awesome process, process and I, I love it. Uh, some of the scouts you said have spoken to, uh, one CFL team, also an arena team. Uh, can you see yourself going up to Canada to play football? Canada, yes. Uh, definitely, just because it'd be a different experience, and I love going to new places. So. Sure, Canada. You know, it's obviously a game that would probably fit your style as well because it's it's an air raid. You know, only two downs, so they they throw the heck out of it up there. Uh, you know, and I've heard from some of the scouts. You know, they've been impressed with your arm strength this week. Uh, do you do you kind of pride yourself on your arm strength a little bit? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I've always. Uh, I've always been told by my friends and other receivers that, hey, man, you got a heck of an arm on you. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I definitely pride myself on it. That's excellent, man. Well, listen, we're wishing you the best, man. Definitely, uh, you know, being a local guy, you know, we're always excited to have local guys uh, be a part of an all-star game. Uh, we have, so, uh, was, now let me ask you, there's another Josh Stevens is here. Was he a Josh, teammate of yours in high school as well? Yeah, he was uh, He was my running back senior year of high school. I mean, that's pretty cool. I, I know you guys run different teams, though, right? Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. then there's a little bit of a little bit of rivalry going on. Yeah, there. a little bit. All right, before we let you go, i, I got to ask this question. Who is your favorite Gahagan? Yeah, and you can be honest. Well, I, just because I don't know you as well as your brother, <laughs> I would have to say Billy. Okay, okay. all right. We'll, let, we'll give Billy the win on this one for <laughs> sure. Uh, everybody, that's Connor Blair, uh, quarterback from LaGrange High School. Um, great kid, great arm. Uh, he's turning some heads here this weekend. Uh, he's going to be, I don't know, are, are you the starter? Are you, are you rotating right now? We're, all, we're all just rotating. Okay, so you're going to get some significant playing time for sure. Um, but we're definitely looking forward to seeing you play, and uh, we can't wait to get you back on here. And hopefully, when you're signing another contract, your first contract, yeah. we'll bring you back on for sure. All right? Absolutely. All right, Connor. Thank Everybody, you. that's Connor Blair, uh, quarterback from Grange High School, former Seabreeze High School standout here in Daytona Beach.
excuse me, LaGrange Co uh, College. I said LaGrange High School. I do apologize. LaGrange College, uh, a former Stevie's High School standout. I just got corrected, so I just wanted to, to make that full correction here. Uh, Connor's going to go inside, and he's going to see what these agents and athletes are going to talk to him about here shortly. And uh, we're going to take another break here. Uh, let's probably put some more uh, – I kind of like this uh, Tom Petty, so we'll go with Tom Petty here. We'll be right back with you. This is 3 and Out Show. Uh, your everything source for college football in the state of Florida. Uh, we'll be right back. back to an, your episode here of Three and Out, your everything source for college football in the state of Florida. Uh, we were just joined by Connor Blair, a local product here from Seabreeze High School who's played at LaGrange College, who's here participating in the FCS Bowl. Anybody looking to call in, our call-in number is 657-383-1684. Again, that's 657 Eight, four. We're kind of just having a free-for-all uh, here and having a good time at the FCS Bowl. Uh, but I did, definitely wanted to talk, to talk to our listeners today. We actually we are going to release our all-Florida team that the Doc and I have put together here. And I'm actually going to release that uh, right here on the air coming up. Uh, but before I do that, what we're going to do first is we're going to get joined here also by another local guy. This is going to be Josh Stevens. From Angelo State, Hello, Angelo State. Josh just sat down with us. Former Seabreeze running back. Actually, let's let's just stop right there. Former Seabreeze nose tackle, uh, <laughs> and then turned <laughs> turned into the, the running back. Uh, and Josh, I, I, if I can find my sheet here, let me just look on my sheet here. I gotta, I just gotta give an official 
official number here for you, buddy, because I don't know if people are going to understand what when I say <laughs> that you're a nose guard, how much it means. Josh Stevens, official height at the at the at the way in here. Uh, let me find Josh here. I know you're out here somewhere, buddy. Josh Stevens. Josh Stevens, official height five eight, weighed what? One seventy. Five eight one seventy. That was a nose tackle. I'm guessing you were a little lighter at Seabreeze High School, wouldn't you think? Uh, definitely uh, way lighter than <laughs> I was uh, right now. But uh, I was an interesting uh, experience. <laughs> I heard you were very good. You know, uh, you know, my brother was a big fan. Obviously, always been a big fan. He used to tell us how. I remember the day he told me that our nose tackle is now our running back. I, I almost went into shock because I played nose tackle. Do I look like I'm getting ready to carry balls? I mean, I could, but it ain't gonna be pretty. It ain't gonna be quick. Uh, so let's talk about Josh for a little bit. Josh, you you you're a local guy, Daytona Beach, uh, or excuse me, Ormond Beach, Seabreeze High School standout. Uh, you leave and you go to junior college, correct? You went out to California. Talk to us about your experience going out to California and what it did for you. Uh, going out to California was actually uh, a big experience in my life. Um, honestly, it helped me grow up as a as a man because I definitely learned that you know you got to budget. You can't do everything um, everyone else can do. You know what I'm saying? Because everyone else got the money, you don't. You got to pay for your apartment. And um, it, was, it was just, it was crazy, but it, it definitely helped me grow. Educate me a little bit on the uh, junior college experience. So you, you made a comment, everyone has the money, you don't, and you had to pay for your own housing. Is that how junior college works out there? I'm not, I, I'm not as familiar as, as uh, my brother is who, you know, knows a lot about that. But tell me and, and maybe our listeners, educate them a little bit on the process, if you, however much you know about the process. Uh, what, what I know personally. Sure. Um, you you go out there and they, they tell you um, this is where you're going to stay, but you also got to pay for it. I went out there. I didn't have anything, so I was like, ah, all right, well, and then they kind of put me into something, but the process really out there is you start out with nothing, right? and um, after a year, you live there, you finally get your uh, in-state check that they give you, and then you go and try to get the stuff that you needed mm-hmm. the first year you were there. Right. Yeah, like, you know, you cover, you new clothes and right. stuff like that. And so um, it's a it's a hard process if you, if you go through that. It sounds a little bit challenging. It's very challenging. But yeah. I can see how it can make you grow up a little bit, too, yeah. because uh, you, you essentially have to turn into an adult fairly quickly. Yeah, you do. Uh, yeah. Talk to me about your football experience out there. Uh, did you like the competition you are in? Uh, talk to me about your your career out there and what what you accomplished. Well, at first, um, they looked at me and they're like, "Ah, oh, this guy can't play. <laughs> they can't. He can't play." And then I'm like, "Oh, okay, all right." So they, I wasn't even on the depth chart. Uh, the, the practice, like they already knew who they wanted to do. First first practice. Yeah, here. first practice. Okay. And then so I'm out here like, all right, I gotta I gotta show these guys who I am. Right. So uh, first game. Uh, I want to say most McDonald's. Uh, I finally get in because everybody's not doing as well as you know, they should. And so I get a break, uh, like a 20-yard break. And so I'm um, like, okay, okay. They ran the play again, and then I get a, a longer break. And so they're like, oh, man, we're going to – he's hot. You know, he's got to <laughs> right. keep him in there. Right, right. So, you know, um, after that, uh, they starting to – 
to light me. And then that first year, I got a thousand yards. Um, and then I got uh, all state there too. All right. And, like they're all junior college. Yeah, they're all junior college okay. over there. And I was like uh, at the top back end of being. Uh, no, I was the the fourth back in the state. Okay. Of the junior college there. And um, so people like were starting to know my name in like the community, right. in the state and stuff like that. Um, second year, uh, same thing. Got a thousand yards. Um, was the third. Uh, back, I didn't get first, but I was I was third back, and um, that just I started getting a lot of offers that year. Sure. From uh, a lot of D1 double A's and stuff like right. that. But uh, career wise at junior college, it went really good. Why did you choose Angelo State? <sighs> it just kind of kind of happened. Right. Um, I knew somebody there, uh, Coach Eilish. Shout okay. Out. Um, oh, you knew a coach there? Yes. Okay. Yes. And um, I also knew somebody on the USA team that was with me. Okay. Um, name uh, Deirdrick, Deltrick Taylor. Okay. Um, he ended up leaving, but I just I stayed, and um, I ended up being the starting back second game. Okay. And got a thousand yards that that year. So, but Angelo State was. Seemed homie there at the time, and they had a lot of good gear, so I was definitely intrigued by that too. So you finished now. Uh, you're done at Angelo State, correct? Your eligibility is all over. Yes, sir. Um, what's you came out here? Uh, you got an invite to come here to, to perform in front of the scouts, and uh, I, I just had your former quarterback teammate uh, Connor Connor uh, Blair on, uh, and I and I'll ask you the same question. What was your thoughts? When you had to uh, walk in a cattle call in front of the entire room of scouts, basically in your underwear. Uh, <laughs> Not I mean, something you, you've probably done before, correct? Yeah, but, you know, it was whatever. I knew it was a process going on, so I was ready and willing to go through it. This year, Josh, looks like 187 attempts for mm-hmm. 991 yards. 1,000 yards this year. Nine yards Only short. Only year. Only year. 11 touchdowns. <laughs> Scored 11 times, which is good. Uh, 991. Let's just blow that up so we can always see is <laughs> the 991 yards. I mean, there's got to be nine yards that you lost in a game somewhere that you probably <laughs> oh, can look back now and say, oh, I could have had those nines. Or, I mean, that's to me, that's that's an offensive lineman's fault. <laughs> how many how many call runs did you get called back? Uh. It's not that I got a lot of calls, you know, runs called back. Right. Uh, I was hurt one game, so it was seven carries for, like, negative two. Oh. <laughs> Very so, uncharacteristic uh, of you, yeah, Mr. David. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, uh, talk, tell us a little bit about what do you think the best part of your game is. I gain ground pretty quickly. Uh, that's what I've been told, honestly. Every time I go somewhere, they're like, you know, you gain ground real quick, so – I just see the hole and I, I just hit it right. and then try to get as much as I can. So uh, vi- vision, I guess, is part of yeah, your, vision, your game as well. Would you consider yourself a burner? Are you going to are you going to get through and outrun some guys? Yes, but I wouldn't say I'm a burner. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, I got speed to me, right. but I wouldn't go there. 
<laughs> would you say you're a Darren Sproles type of, of a runner, or I could say that. Okay. So you kind of shift the inside, you yes. see where you need to go, and you hit mm-hmm. it. I've noticed you're more, you're kind of like a one-step guy anyway. You kind of see mm-hmm. it, you hit the hole, and you're gone. Yeah. You don't da- you don't dance around. I don't do too I've much dancing because I've never been that guy. Right. Um, but definitely, uh, I see the hole, hit it. If I got a, you know, two-step of safety, I'm a two-step of safety. Right. But yeah. Is is are you a, a moves kind of guy? Do you hit the circle button? Are oh you, yes, plenty of time. Oh yeah, you, time. you get on them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, my uh, JUCO uh, years, that was definitely my thing. I don't know where I picked it up because right. I didn't do it in high school. You did. Uh, I just picked it up, and they were just they called me the spin cycle for a little bit. Oh uh, yeah, it was pretty crazy, but. I don't. I didn't do too much in Angelo. I did it uh, less than I did in JUCO, but yeah, you can say that. What kind of an offense do you think you like better? You like you like being in the eye. Do you like single back? Do you like being uh, spread? Spread is cool, but uh, you know RPO is like the thing. Yeah. So that's that's actually what I like doing. Uh, for for our listeners who don't know, RPO run pass option is what. Is what he's alluding to, uh, where he could just kind of make a decision on his own and go. Uh, once again, you're listening to Three and Out on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, you're everything source for college football in the state of Florida. Call in number 657-383-1684. Sitting here with Josh Stevens, uh, former Seabreeze High School running back uh, and now former Angelo State running back, uh, I guess, and former uh, – your college in California Merced, went, to, California. went to Merced, California, correct? So former – Former running back everywhere now that you've been. Yeah. Uh, so now that you're all these formers, Josh, what are you looking forward to next in your career? Of course, uh, get that degree because um, that's obviously the most important thing anybody could do. Sure. Um, if God takes me to the next level, then I'm planning to go on to the next level. But if not, that's what it is. Yeah. Have you had any talks with any of the any scouts that have been here? There's been plenty of teams here. Mm-hmm. Uh, have, have any of the teams contacted you? Uh, yes. Uh, when we were weighing in, um, I guess the Rams were looking for me, and um, I had an interview that night with them, and he just wanted to know my story and uh, everything about me. Do you tell players, do you tell anybody that you were a nose tackle in high school? Did I tell you? Do you yes, tell anybody? I tell, I tell everybody. You do? Do they believe that that's no. true? No, they don't. <laughs> they don't ever. And yeah, I show no, them the if, highlights. If you, yeah, if you need me to verify or vouch for that story, you can find me anywhere, and I'll gladly vouch for you and let people know that you were indeed a nose tackle yeah. in high school, yeah. and then you became a running back. I mean, <laughs> that's how it goes. Mm-hmm. You know, some people, when I first heard about it, I'm thinking to myself in my head, now, because, again, I was a nose guard, so I got to envision myself a little bit here. So I'm like, oh, man. This guy just dropped 200 pounds and become a, <laughs> and become a, a running back all of a sudden. If that's all I had to do, why didn't somebody tell me that when I was in high school? Right. Because I've always felt that I was been tra- I've been trapped in the wrong body. I think that I should have been <laughs> possibly. And, and my producer here, Sean, Sean can probably tell you this too. We used to play Sandlot football, and I was the best running back on the field. Oh. Sean, can 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 you? Yes or no? I won't. Best running back. Yes, I agree. Okay. <laughs> See. Sean was a quarterback. We used to run an option. <laughs> it was very, it was very, very, very specific for a Sandlot game. Let me just tell you, we had a full 11 on 11 at Silver Sands High School. We play every Sunday at one o'clock. We would go out there and bang heads. Mm-hmm. It was some of the best football this town has ever seen. <laughs> and when it was third and short, third and goal from the inch line or one yard, 
Sammy G just gets in the backfield. Yeah, yeah. We run the triple option, and I just t- usually just take that dive right up behind mm-hmm. the right, right mm-hmm. up the B gap and in the in the end zone. Mm-hmm. However, Sean did throw a pass to me one time out of the backfield and almost got got me killed. I remember it was probably the hardest hit I've ever taken in all the football I've ever played. <laughs> uh, a guy just came across the middle. We met at the ball and. It wasn't friendly, to say the least. So, uh, Josh, listen, man, we're, we're super proud of you. Uh, obviously, known you for for some time. Uh, my brother's known you for a very long time. Uh, everyone, all of our listeners are here from the state of Florida. Uh, they couldn't be happier for you, man. We're excited to have you on the show, and obviously excited to see where you're going to go from here. Uh, we wish you all the best. Obviously, wish you good luck everywhere. Uh, you're a good you're a good dude, man, and I, and I know that getting your degrees uh, very important to you, which I think is very uh, admirable, and I respect that a lot. So uh, good luck with that as right, well. Right. And good luck to you in the future, man. If you need anything, you know where to find us, okay? Thank you very much. You got it, brother. Right. Good luck to you. Enjoy yourself inside there, okay? No problem. Everybody, that's Josh Stevens uh, from Angelo State, running back. Uh, the guy's a 1,000-yard rusher everywhere he went, except for this year, nine, nine yards short. But we'll, we'll eventually go find those nine yards for him. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually ask Angelo State to send me some of the film and I will restat those games because I actually was an SID at Division II Lindenwood University for six years, and I can guarantee you I can find nine yards for that kid to get him 1,000 yards. There's no doubt about that. Uh, I will find it. In fact, somebody give me a number to Angelo State, and I will call them tomorrow, have them send me everything, and I will indeed find nine yards for him. He needs that. That 991 is just an ugly, ugly number, and I can't, can't let him go and just – you can't finish your career on a 991. It's just, it just doesn't sit well with me, and, and I'm telling you right now, I want to find nine yards. That's going to be my goal. I'm going to find nine yards for Josh Stevens. If, I, if, it, if it's the last thing I do, I'm going to find nine yards for Josh Stevens. Uh, once again, Sammy G here on the 3 and Out Show. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and right when we come back, we're going to announce our all-Florida team. Uh, the Doc and I put together this week uh, – here live at the FCS Bowl at the Asian Athlete Conference. I'm watching two men massage each other here in the lobby. Uh, there's a lot of male bonding going on here, apparently, and uh, we're looking forward to uh, to getting back on here with you shortly. Stay with us, and uh, I'm going to leave you some Mechadon here for the next few minutes, uh, and we'll be right back. Mechadon! Mechadon! Talk to him. Don't die. You ain't never lived a big life.
never been a Kyrie. Lemonade with Beyonce. Sipping cocoa with ice tea. But they see me like an animal. So f*** it, I'm an animal. I be holding to the grudge in the way I'm gonna forget. Man, I'm sorry, I can't let it go. What happened to the game, though? None of y'all original? And since I'm being critical, they call me political. But really, I don't give a oh. And welcome back here to your episode here of Three and Out, uh, your everything source for college football in the state of Florida. Uh, we're going to be joined here uh, actually by Dave Reamer, or Reeman, excuse me, Reeman, Reamer, Reamer? Reeman. Dave Reeman of Total Performance Body uh, from Pennsylvania. He actually comes down here uh, and uh, helps the kids uh, actually get their bodies in shape. Actually, just worked on me, and I feel like I'm, I'm ready to go to sleep, to be honest with you. That felt great. I was telling him I needed to be stretched, and next day now I'm getting chopped on the I'm getting chopped on the traps, both of them slapped, bend. I mean, I haven't done that in probably 45 years. So, uh, Dave, thanks for coming on. Uh, how often have, have you been here? This is what year is this second, for you? Second year. It's so. your second year down here. Yeah. Okay, so tell us a little bit about what you're doing and how you're helping out the kids. Uh, basically, it's a lot of Russian techniques for um, recovery and uh, injury prevention and performance enhancement. So, okay. you know, a lot of guys um, they train in a weight room and they train on the field, but then. They're not uh, recovering properly, so they have injuries that have been nagging. Uh, there's guys I worked on that said, oh, I got hurt you know, a couple months ago. I didn't recover properly. Right. And then they're coming out for their shot for the uh, scouts and uh, agents. And uh, you know, if you have an injury, this may be your only chance. Sure. So, so I kind of work with them and, and help to uh, loosen them up. And most of it is prevention, too, as well? Or? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's kind of everything. It's kind of you know, there's a new word now, pre-covery. So it's like recovery, pre-covery, right. whatever you want to call it. And then pre-covery obviously means you're just kind of preventing yourself from a possible injury. You just want to make sure yeah. you're not, you're, you're stretched before you run and, you know, pull hamstrings and things like that. Uh, how long have you been in the business? I've been doing this like seven years. Seven years? Okay. Yeah. All in Pennsylvania? Uh, all over. I work with strongmen. Um, I go to the Arnold Classic, um, work on football players, okay. and, uh, NFL, all the way down to all levels. And what got you into this type of work? I, I do Russian martial arts. So, oh, you did? Uh, yeah, there's a whole healing and strengthening component as part of it. Okay. And anything Russian has to be, you know, awesome. <laughs> Are you Russian as well? I, I am not Russian. Okay. <laughs> no, and uh, the Russians scientifically tested everything. So. Sure. Well, I'm Greek, man. I'm Greco-Roman wrestling is big to, to myself. In fact, my producer is actually a martial or excuse me, jiu-jitsu. He does Brazilian jiu-jitsu and actually is a teacher uh, as well. Uh, so maybe we can see you guys have a match here in the lobby. Uh, if that, I don't know if you know if that'll be fair, but I don't know who's better, who can win, who can't. Uh, but uh, Sean here, uh, you know, he's been training kids for a while too, uh, especially in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and he'll tell you that. To this day, I'm the only person that he can't take to the ground. Oh, yeah. Uh, good, yeah, good. so, I mean, uh, Sean, go ahead. I, I mean, I know you win. Uh, this guy wins matches and tournaments and stuff, but 
just let them know, man. Just make me feel good about myself. Tell me, I, well, actually, just don't. I don't, I don't need it's, to. It's your podcast. I'm going to plead the fifth. Oh, man. But after I tell you what, the last time I worked out with him, I couldn't walk for two weeks. And uh, I never sweat so much. So I, I, I could have definitely used some, uh, some uh, was it, pre, uh, prehabbing before I went out there. Uh, since you've been here, do you come for the whole weekend? Do you come for both games this weekend and then the Tropical Bowl as well? I do. Yeah, I come back in January. I work okay. with uh, the players before and after practice and then pregame and pregame. Gotcha. Now, do you have a table out of the field, or do you just go up to guys and just beat them up like you just did me? Uh, it all depends. Some guys that work on the ground, some on the table, some standing. It all depends okay. what injuries they have or what issues they have. And is it based on the injury? Do you ask ahead of time, hey, have you been injured, or do you kind of know? How does that work? Yeah, I sort of have a, a quick tune-up for pre-game stuff, and then uh, if guys have more sort of specific um, issues, then I address them as well. Now, you, you just slapped me on the shoulder pretty hard. Tell me why you did that. Uh, what it does is if you're holding any tension in your body, uh, if you have a big impact on your shoulder, your body – it cuts through any tension you have. So it's sort of a reset. So when your body doesn't understand something's happened to it, uh, like a big impact or like when people go into shock, right. um, it resets itself and it tries to figure out well, what's going on. So it kind of does that. Now, I want to ask you, because I'm, and I might be completely green. That's my guy, man. 5'2", right? <laughs> Number 12? Third one? There he is. That's my man. 13. Smallest guy in the field. Uh, just walked through. Number 13, I got to get his name because I got to give that kid a shout. Let me go to my sheet here real quick. Dave, I'm sorry to cut you off, but that's the smallest guy in the field. And the guy's literally all over the place. Let me find Oh, let me go. These are the official numbers here. I got two sets of numbers here. Let me me find the official number here. Uh, I believe he's. Yes, five two. But let me, I'm gonna, I gotta give him a shout out. I can't. I can't let him go by without a shout out. You got. You're made, I know my papers are making noise here. That was an unexpected walk by. What's the name here? That's got to be him. Five one. Number thirteen. Oh, five two. We gave him five two one fifty five. Five two one fifty five from Clark Atlanta. DeAndre Jackson. He's a wide receiver. Actually, was there? I did a little research on him today because he caught a ball. Out. Did you see practice today? He laid out in the end zone for a ball today. And he did, it looked like a frog jumping up in the air and the full extended. And he caught the ball, landed in balance. It was a, I mean, and then not only that, after he did it, he waved to the press box where we were all were, where all the scouts were, and everyone. He doesn't know because he can't hear, but everyone in the press box was laughing because it was so awesome to watch him do that. Anyway, back to where we were. Uh, so my question was going to be, uh, so. You work on the guys, you get them ready to go, uh, you ask them about their injuries prior to what they've done, right. um, you reset them, you get them going. Uh, are you different from a chiropractor? Because I know that you work on backs and, and things like that. What, what are the differences? So if somebody says, hey, man, I, I should be going to a chiropractor, what would you tell them? Uh, basically, the work that I do is uh, complementary to physical therapy and chiropractors. Uh, chiropractors focus more on the skeletal system. Some of them do more muscle work, right. whereas I do the whole body, and I look for uh, the source of where things come from. Okay. And so you just pinpoint that area, and then you kind of just do your healing powers there? Or? Uh, I do, but also uh, I always say every injury and every issue comes from somewhere else. So I, I look at the whole body, and right. I look and see where the issues are uh, started. Is there some some injuries that you don't work on or some injuries that you kind of will help more or less than others? Um, I mean, everything is what I do helps it, but I don't do any kind of like dislocations. I don't adjust the spine or any joints okay. like a chiropractor. Right. Um, so I don't anything medically, you know, I don't do anything like that. But, gotcha. 
What about a website? Do you have a website or anything that our listeners can go to and check you out and go ahead and give that out if you like? It's uh, totalperformancebodywork.com. Okay, totalperformancebodywork.com. Dave Reeman, Reeman. I got. I wrote it down so sloppy. It looks like an R. Dave Reeman, you're the owner of. of I'm the guy. I need my hands. <laughs> so there's two owners, you and your hands. They're yeah, yeah. 50-50 partners. It sounds like. Yeah. Uh, if anybody, where in Pennsylvania are you? I'm right up by Allentown. Okay, and then, and, and I'm from Florida, so you'll forgive me. I go everywhere. Give me some coordinates. Yeah. Do you go anywhere in the state? Yeah, I go anywhere in the country. Okay, are you pretty centrally located in Allentown to uh, everything? or? Yeah, pretty much. We're like an hour. I'm an hour from New York City, an hour and a half from Philadelphia. So. Okay. You said you worked on some NFL athletes as well. We have a lot of football listeners. What, can you tell us some of those guys, uh, or is that it, confidential? No, not at all. Uh, Marcus Colston, Mike Tolbert. Um, Mike Tolbert. Casey. That guy's got a, he's got a fantasy football championship with me. So yeah. I'm a big, big fan. And one of our big listeners, his name's Pete. He was my partner that year, and we just actually just talked about Mike Tolbert. He was the best free agent pickup of the year, the year we won the, the championship in fantasy football. I apologize. Keep oh, going. No, no, no. Yeah, Mike's, <laughs> Mike's a great guy. I yeah. work on him and his mother. Uh, he had Achilles tendonitis for a year that nobody could fix, so right. they fixed it in one session. How'd you do that? Uh, just the work that I do. I also uh, I use some other different kind of healing herbs as well. So. Do you use a lot of oils and things like that? I do some, but not all the time. Okay. Yeah. And do you find that they're useful? or? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Especially Chinese medicine, there's a lot of interesting herbs and, and uh, even herbs that grow like in your backyard, like Perfect. comfrey, which really help with uh, injuries. And can you use your method on any athlete or for any sport? Yes. Okay, yes. so any any particular sport can come in and come see you, and you can totally. kind of help. Now, to, now, what you do is it a program, or you just kind of go on a case by case? Like someone just comes in one day and says, I, "I need this," and then you don't see him for a month, or do you try to get people in repetitively and keep it going? Yeah, it's kind of a combination. Some people I see if they have an injury. Um, and then I kind of funnel in and, and I try to get them back to where they are and then to prevent it. But it's all, all different aspects. Okay, great. Well, listen, everyone, Mike uh, Riemann, uh, excuse me, Dave Riemann. <laughs> See, I'm all over the place. Dave Riemann, I apologize. Uh, total bo- total performance, performance bo- uh, body in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Uh, if you're in the area and you need someone to, to work on you, if you have any ailing uh, injuries or, or some pain, aches and pains and you need to get somebody to look at you, uh, please go and see him. He's been coming down here to the FCS school now in the second year, uh, helping these kids out, uh, working with a lot of professional athletes as well. Uh, so he's the guy to check out in Pennsylvania. We appreciate you coming on the show, definitely, Dave. And uh, we look forward to seeing you for the rest of the week. Actually, before we let you go, tell us about your experience here, experience here at this game. Uh, you come down here now for second year. What, what do you like about coming down here for? Obviously the weather, but not today. It's yeah. a little cold, but it's like being home for you. But yeah. I, what do you like about coming down here? Uh, the thing I like the most is Mike Forte is, is giving these guys a chance, and he's giving them a look. He's got at least 30 NFL and CFL scouts. So I like the energy of the players and seeing the guys try hard and work together with guys they've never seen before. Right. And that's, to me, that's the essence of teamwork. You know, no doubt. Great people like yourself and everybody else here. Uh, and the scouts and, and everybody's working together for the same goal and I really really enjoy that. Excellent man. Well good luck and we thank you again for coming on the show. Totally. Thank uh, you. Again you're listening to an episode of Three and Out. Uh, your everything source for college football in the state of Florida. Uh, that was Dave Riemann Total Performance Body in Allentown PA. Uh, glad to have him on. Uh, I've actually been up in the press box watching him beat on guys on the sideline. In fact yesterday or today even we were, we were all kind of sitting there watching the field and next thing you know I I see him working on an offensive lineman. I thought he was going to dislocate the guy's shoulder. I didn't know what was happening. I thought we were going to have to call the police. Then they were like, oh, no, 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 that's the guy who's fixing all the bodies. And I said, ah, this guy's doing a heck of a job. That guy ran right on the field, and he was beasting it right after that. So 
Uh, great guy and definitely somebody that uh, is do- doing a, a great thing down here for these guys every time they come down here. And we look forward to having them back on here soon. Uh, and, you know, that's just that's, that's, that's kind of the culture and the atmosphere we have down here uh, at the FCS Bowl. You know, everyone's kind of friendly. Everyone's friendly, man. Everyone kind of gets on board with everybody. Everybody talks to everybody. Uh, there's no big heads, no small heads. Everyone's kind of on the same page here. Uh, and the same page is we're all here to help these kids be better athletes and get, get an opportunity to showcase what they've done uh, and showcase how good they can be for a, a professional team at any level. Uh, once again, our phone number to call in is 657-383-1684. This is Sammy G. Uh, live here on uh, 3 and Out Show, uh, your everything source for college football in the state of Florida. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I promise, as promised, we're going to have our uh, all-Florida team that the Doc and I have put together. We've been watching all these conferences, all conferences, all Americans come out. But since we started this show for all the sports and all the college football teams in the state of Florida, uh, from the NAI up to Division One, we put our own all Florida team, offense and defensive players uh, together. And we'll, we'll, we're going to unleash that list here in the next few moments. Uh, again, you're listening to Three and Out on Block Talk Radio. We'll be right back with you.
back here with your episode of Three and Out. I'm Sammy G, your host. Uh, we had the doc on earlier tonight. Uh, he was traveling. He tried to get on the phone uh, while he was driving. Uh, signal wasn't the greatest, so I do apologize if that was a little choppy with him, and I know he apologizes as well. Again, you're listening to Three and Out, your everything source for college football in the state of Florida. I'm Sammy G. The call-in number for any callers that want to just come in and give us a call for anything, uh, 657-383-1684. Uh, 657-383-1684. We just had uh, Dave Reamer on, uh, Reamer on uh, from Total Performance Body in uh, Allentown, PA, who comes down here uh, every year and kind of beats on the guys a little bit and gets them ready to go. And, I mean, it's I, I, he just worked on, our, on my producer, Sean Wells, uh, co-producer, I got to say co-producer because BG, or, or, you know, he, we can't knock him out of the equation. He's he's always producer. So co-producer Sean, uh, he just got worked on. Sean, what did you think? C- come over here and look, I'm gonna put you on for a minute before I announce the All Florida team because we both just got worked on by by Dave. Sean just feels like he just he's lost onto the chair because grab your headset, Sean, and we're gonna put you on air here. You're gonna be like uh, Baba Booey here for for how it's turned. So you just got worked on. And you are a Brazilian jiu-jitsu uh, instructor, black belt. Yeah. You're a black belt, <clears throat> yes, so which means you can probably keep beat up. I don't think you but you can probably beat up a few people. Um, what did you think of what just happened to you, by the way? Did it, did it work on you? Actually, I felt really good. <laughs> Initially, it was a little rough. Yeah, it feels <laughs> like he's going in like a full-on molestation. Like, but he's he's. I thought he had something to prove. I thought he was trying to yeah, that yeah. Mind for a second. I, I, listen, I was very skeptical about getting basically manhandled by another man uh, willingly, but that felt pretty good. You feel yes. loose? You feel? I feel loose. I do. I feel a little did bit. you I felt did, the shot go through my whole body? Did he chop you on the trap? Trice. Yeah, that yes. thing. It made my legs feel a little weird. Yeah, I don't know about you, but yeah. he's got yeah, a little. Shocked me all the way through my. Uh, from my shoulder all the way down to And I know you have, you have shoulder problems, right? Did you disclose that before? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did you not. You did not disclose that. Okay. So, well, I hope this guy's got insurance because he said on the interview, he, he finds the, in, the injury and talks to you about it. He didn't ask you about it, right? real good, though. But he did strike me. Yeah. And he was very strong. Yeah, yeah. He's not playing around this guy. I'm telling you, we watched him today. And, like... I, in fact, I was sitting there, and all of a sudden, I hear one of the scouts go, "Hey, man, watch this guy in the black. He's getting ready to beat the poop out of this out of this kid down there." And I look down there, and this guy's manhandling a kid, ripping and pulling and smacking, and and then I watch the kid just run out to the field, and he just went beast mode on everybody, like he like he'd been fresh all day, like he hadn't even played it down yet. I think I'm gonna have to look into this, especially in my line of work. I would agree. I mean, being a Brazilian jiu-jitsu, I'm guessing you get beat up pretty often and you take some aches and pains yeah, and some about bruises. six days a week. <laughs> yeah. Again, there you go. That's probably why you weigh 130 pounds. Wow. How much do you weigh? I'm sorry. 172. 168. One, oh, that's close. 168. Sorry. I didn't mean to be rude about it. So, Sean, well, I got you on real quick before I announce the All-Florida team because I know that you'll be impressed with some of the names. It, there might be some Florida Gators on there. Uh, but... They're better. Yeah, Sean, my, my co-producer here is a big Gator fan, so we have to always uh, appease these uh, Florida Gator fans. Um, what do you think about? Do you think this is something that? Um, uh, do you think it's something that uh, you know you, you know you can come out and and get this thing done? And do you think you could get to go to a guy like Dave all the time and get beat up? Is that something you would want to do? 
Yeah, actually, um, I've been fighting some pain for the last few months. I've been looking into alternative methods of healing. Really? Yeah. And do you feel like this would be something that you'd want to look into? For I'd definitely look into it. Do you perform some of those healings yourself, or do you find somebody to perform? I find somebody to, to do it on you. Yes, sir. Are you a more of a holistic kind of a, a guy? I am. You do, and you believe in the yeah. that that type of like uh, is that the Ricky Williams type of healing that he does? Yes, uh, yeah. I'm no pain medicine, no surgery. Heal natural. You're all natural. I try to heal. That's it. That's the only organic. way to go. This way, it's, you don't have any foreign substances rolling through your body. Exactly. I heal natural too. What I do is I go home, I take four Advil, I drink a, <laughs> I drink a bottle of water, and maybe uh, maybe have a, a an oatmeal or two, and then I go to bed. And sometimes I heal with uh, chicken lemon chicken soup. I'm Greek, and in my family, when you grow up Greek, there's two things that heal everything: iodine and avgolemono, which is lemon chicken soup. They feel they heal everything. I thought it was uzo. Well, yes. well, that that can heal a lot of stuff too. Uh, depending on what your ailment is, uh, but uzo is pretty bad too, uh, and that that can't that can't. Yes, you're right. That is another. So three things. So I didn't I didn't want to talk about uzo on the air, but sure, uzo is definitely number one, and then uh, lemonade, which is that lemon chicken soup, and then my grandfather used to put iodine on everything. My grandfather thought that iodine would fix a broken bone. He literally, if you had anything wrong with you. If you had a scrape, a scratch, a bleeding, or a cut, iodine goes on right away. Boom. You walk around, you had an orange spot on you everywhere. You had a, a, a fracture or a cut. Then, whenever I got sick as a child, he would come up to me and wipe Vicks vapor rub all over my chest. And he would make me inhale a napkin with, with rubbing alcohol on it. And then, from there, I would get uh, lemon chicken soup. So, it's pretty interesting all around. Anyway... We appreciate you coming out. Um, Sean, we appreciate you being on the show for a few minutes. Let's stay on real quick. I'm going to announce our All-Florida team. Uh, we've, been, we've been putting this list together all year, and uh, we just wanted to make the announcement of it before we release it on our Twitter account. And uh, the doc always likes to play some music, so I'll play, I'll play some music while we're, we're announcing. I know we'll play the baller soundtrack because we're going to announce some ballers. So let's go ahead and get that playing here. There we go. So, what we're going to do is here we're going to name uh, our all Florida teams, starting with our all Florida offense. What do you think? All Florida offense. We're going to start with quarterback McKenzie Milton. I think it's a no-brainer from UCF. Uh, running back Cam Akers, Florida State University. Running back Devin Singletary from Florida Atlantic University. Wide receiver Braxton Berrios, University of Miami. Wide receiver Traquan Smith, University of Central Florida. Wide receiver. This is where we're having a little trouble. Quaviante Gonzalez. From Southeastern University, NAIA Southeastern University. Yeah, you just heard that. That just happened. NAIA Southeastern University, LaQuavante Gonzalez has made the team. Tight end, Mitchell Wilcox from USF. And you might remember who Mitchell Wilcox is, even though he is going to be known for something that he doesn't want to be known for. He was a gentleman that fumbled the ball on the last drive of the USF drive against UCF. Uh, Fortunately for him, He's very good, and, uh, you know, he's only a sophomore, 
he's going to probably end up being a top two round guy when it's all said and done for himself. You know, he's pretty good. Offensive lineman, uh, Aaron Evans from UCF, Casey McDermott, University of Miami, Martez Ivy from the University of Florida. There we go. There you go. Samuel, Samuel Antoine from the University of West Florida is on the list. Jordan Budwig from FIU, Florida International University, gets on. And our all-purpose guy is going to be Adrian Killens, uh, the Daytona Beach product from Mainland High School, uh, is going to be our our guy from uh, University of Central Florida. Uh, moving on to our defense, our all-Florida team, first-team defense. We're only going to do a first team. We're not doing second and third. We're just – you're either the guy or you're not the guy for us. Uh, first-team defensive line, Chad Thomas, University of Miami. This guy's an animal. Uh, Deidre Sanat, nose guard from the University of South Florida. Tony Gerard, uh, defensive lineman from the University of Central Florida. And Taven Bryan from the University of Florida. That kid's an animal as well. He's probably going to be a first-round draft pick this yes, year. Yes, thank you. Yeah, that guy's legit. Uh, linebackers, Shaquem Griffin, uh, University of Central Florida. You might know Shaquem, he's the gentleman with one, one hand. Yeah, that, very impressive. Very impressive guy. He's probably going to get drafted, according to Scott McShay, uh, who was all about him during the game. And I would agree. He was actually a member of our senior spotlight uh, earlier this year. Uh, and Shaquem's a, he's a baller, man. I, I, it's unbelievable to see a guy who has one hand up there just doing the things he's doing, and he's doing it at a very high level. Uh, also, Josh Sweat, Florida State linebacker. This guy is all over the field. He's going to be a terror for uh, Willie Taggart. Uh, Aziz Al-Shair from FAU, one of Lane Kiffin's, like, best, if not the best player. I think Singleton might be his best offensive guy, but Shair is going to be his number one uh, defensive guy. This guy is an animal, and I like this story. Uh, he, he's over in Boca Raton going to school. He had a brother who wasn't doing things right in the classroom uh, back where, where his hometown was from. I think it, I want to say St. Petersburg, maybe. Um, and he moved the kid over to him so he could get him right and get him into school and get his grades up. So he's essentially raising his brother uh, in Boca Raton. Wow. Yeah, pretty impressive kid, I, I got I to gotta admit. Uh, defensive backs, uh, no surprise here, Derwin James, uh, who we mentioned earlier, probably a top 10 draft pick this year, um, although he's chosen to sit out of the out of the bowl game, but we won't get back into that. Uh, Jaquan Johnson uh, from the University of Miami and the leader of the turnover chain for the University of Miami. Uh, they get that guy's all over the field. Uh, Jalen Young from Florida Atlantic. Uh, another surprise, is, and his stock is actually moving up. He's a junior uh, safety. His stock is flying up the charts right now. He's had a phenomenal year. And uh, Mike Hughes uh, from UCF. Uh, Mike, we could have put him on a couple of things. He's a kick returner, number 19 who returned a kick for a touchdown uh, against Memphis. And I've seen him do it a few times actually this year. That kid's got blazing speed. Uh, great kid all around. Uh, he, he's probably their best defensive guy in, in the secondary, um, which isn't very good, but he's the best of the of those guys for sure. Uh, our specialists, we have two specialists. We have a kicker and a punter, obviously. We didn't put a return guy because we figured Mike Hughes would be our return guy. Our kicker is going to be Eddie Pinheiro right, from the University Eddie, of Florida. Eddie, Eddie. <laughs> and our punter is going to be Johnny Townsend from the University of Florida. They clean sweep <laughs> of the specialists 
the clean sweep of the specialists for the University of Florida uh, on the all-Florida, on the three-and-out all-Florida team of 2017. (laughs) Clean sweep. Uh, I love those guys, but you know it's a rough year when you're getting awards for your kicker. (laughs) Yeah, when we made this, we... We we definitely pointed it out. I think the, you left someone off the defensive team. Though. Oh, we did. Felipe Franks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was uh, opposing uh, opposing team's best defensive guy. He was he was definitely throwing the ball. He's trying to get trying to get all their stats up on defense. So he's definitely a. We should give him the the John Stockton <laughs> award for most assists for a defensive touchdown, uh, just to Felipe Franks this year. Um, but that is it. That's our all Florida team. We're actually going to release it here on Twitter shortly. Uh, because, like I said, we, we've seen some guys and, uh, you know, we've seen all the teams come out. And we said, hey, we need to do that for ourselves. So we went on, we dug deep. Uh, there's some teams that we did get on, some teams that we didn't get on. Uh, but we felt like we put together a very solid list, uh, the Doc and I. And uh, we're definitely proud of what we do, did. You know, we've, our show's been, you know, a second. We just started about six, seven weeks ago. Uh, and, and we're doing what we can to, to keep uh, the knowledge and keep awareness of all these Florida schools. Uh, Southeastern University. Do you even know Southeastern University? Do you know what their mascot is? I do not. Yeah, that's my point exactly. This is the reason why we're doing the show, Sean. Southeastern University fired. They're an NAIA team. They went to the national playoffs this year. Uh, also, West Florida Argonauts, Division II West Florida, who actually beat IUP this week. And I, I was hoping that we were going to get our caller back that called in Tuesday. He, that guy was, I think his name was Joe from uh, – uh, 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 Yellowstone. He's from Yellowstone, Pennsylvania. This guy called in earlier in the week, and I hope, he, hope he's listening and we can find this. Uh, he called in, and he was very upset that I said that University of West Florida was going to win that game. However, they went in there, and they, 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 they beat the poop out of IUP this week. <laughs> they won by 10, 27-17, and I'm hoping this guy will call us eventually to let us know uh, – you know, at least to apologize. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it would take a man to just apologize. But hey, man, you uh, you called it, and uh, now the second year in existence. They've only been in a program for two years. They went five and six last year. Now they're going to the national championship in their oh, second wow. year, Sean. Second year, second year of the program. Coach Pete Chinnick, who was named uh, the, the AFCA Division Two Region Two Coach of the Year last week, uh, we had him on the show, which was great. We, Great guy. We learned a lot about the school. We learned a lot about West Florida and Pensacola. But what he's done with the team has been excellent. And uh, they got one more to go. I mean, they got one more game to win the national title now. I don't know who they're playing. I haven't looked it up yet. Uh, but I, I don't care. These guys are hot. They're go- they went into the playoffs hot. They're going to keep continue to go strong. You know, these guys got a lot of heart. They got a- they're clicking on all cylinders right now. So we couldn't be more proud of them and happy for them. Uh, and what they're doing there in Pensacola at West Florida. Uh, also, uh, another school you probably never heard of. Have you ever heard of Ave Maria? It's Hi, okay. It's is okay. that a song? No, it's cool. It is a song too, but Ave Maria, the gyrenes, I believe they're... they're what uh, is a gyrenes? They're Ave Maria, man. You just get on board with it. Uh, and also, Weber International, which you may have heard yes. of. Uh, Weber International, actually, coincidentally, we have their quarterback here at the FCS Bowl. Uh, eventually, we're actually going to try to get him on the show here if we can find him. Uh, Gary Gary Chalette, and, and that actually might be a not correct pronunciation of the last name, but we're going to try to get him on and actually have him tell us how to pronounce his last name. Uh, 
Uh, the guy's got the, one of the strongest arms here, and he's been pressing guys left and right in, in practice. So, you know, we're just excited to get him on and, and talk to him shortly and see what he's got going on. Uh, but this is a great weekend. Like I said, it's an opportunity for these young guys to get some exposure here. Uh, what they normally probably wouldn't. Uh, you know, Mike Cordet, Corey, excuse me, he's the founder of this game. And, uh, you know, he basically decided he wanted to give a, a platform to smaller school guys to come on here and uh, just kind of give them an opportunity to be seen by, by scouts. You know, a lot, of, a lot of these scouts don't even know where some of these schools are. Someone was asking me earlier, uh, and I said, yeah, I don't, I've never heard of where that school is. And let me find one of these schools here. I'm going to ask you a couple of these names, and you let me know if you if you've, if you've even can think of where this is. Can you tell me where Franklin College is? <laughs> it's okay. I pass. Can you? Yeah, I, I know. Can you tell me where uh, Rena Lessier Polytechnic Institute is? Yep. Oh. <laughs> I'm just asking if you can tell me where these things are at, Sean. Here's one. You got to know where this one is. Can you tell me where St. Vincent College is? No. I, that's part of the reason why we're doing this this weekend. Can you tell me where Rose Holman Institute of Technology is? <laughs> I cannot. These are my points exactly. Because we don't know, and a lot of scouts don't know where those schools are at, they get, this is a place where they can come and actually learn about those schools, find kids that are good players that can come actually and perform and play at a high level that wouldn't normally have an opportunity to do that. And, you know, Mike has done a great job giving, getting scouts here, getting guys here. Uh, every year it gets better and better. Uh, this year we've had a close to, I would say, close to 20 scouts uh, combined. Uh, here, you know, just kind of doing the whole thing. Tomorrow's the games. Um, they've been practicing. They, the guys came in Friday. They come in. They check in. Uh, Friday morning, we height, weight, uh, get their wingspan, their hand width. Uh, we kind of, like I said, it's, a, it's an opportunity where we get uh, it's kind of like a cattle call. We got 200 guys in their draws walking through a lobby, <laughs> and they go in front of scouts, and we get to stare at their bodies and tell you, you know, write notes and and kind of see what we think of everybody uh, and get their official height and weights from everything. And then, uh, you know, after that, they go out to the field and go right into a practice. Where's, where's the game being played? Play, games are actually going to be played at Municipal Stadium in Daytona Beach, Florida. Uh, I believe it's Larry Kelly Field uh, at Municipal Stadium out on LPGA Boulevard. For anyone that's interested in going, game starts uh, out there by 9 a.m. tomorrow, Sunday. Uh, there's going to be two games uh, back-to-back. So you have a 9 a.m., and I believe the second one starts at 1 p.m., uh, but it's a fun day. You see a lot of football. A lot of you have about 200 collegiate athletes out there uh, per- performing at a high level uh, and in front of a bunch of scouts and a bunch of professional people. So it's a great opportunity for for fans in the area, especially the locals that come out and support us, especially here on the show. They want to take their kid out there to see some football. It's going to be a good football weather tomorrow. I believe it's going to be in the 50s. Uh, it's going to be a little, it's going to be a little well for Floridians. It'll be a little cold, yeah. Uh, but you can get out there. Watch them guys uh, run around. It's good football. Uh, it, it's a great opportunity for, again, those guys to shine and, and get in front of scouts, get some more film. Uh, and, you know, like I told Eric, uh, the agent that we had on earlier today, uh, you know, this is an opportunity where guys can get some film and also guys can get invited to other games, you know, just by showing up well here because scouts actually recommend players to other games. So a guy can come here, perform well, and say, hey, man, we want to see this guy in January at the Tropical Bowl. Or, hey, man, we, we need to call him the NFLPA game and get him into the – and that has happened on more than one occasion through through this uh, through this uh, platform that's been given to uh, to these kids. So we're, we're excited for that. I mean, it's a great opportunity, like I said. Yeah, it seems like a great opportunity. 
It, it is a great opportunity. Yeah, and again, you know, it's, it's just a place where kids will get seen, and they deserve that opportunity. They've How long gone has through, this game been going on? Uh, I believe it's in its fourth year. It started in South Florida, uh, down in Boca Raton, and now it's up here in Daytona Beach. And I tell you what, I know the city, the people in the city here, they're they're excited to to have this game here. Uh, it's been growing in size and growing in, in popularity, I guess, uh, for a few years now. Uh, so, you know, they get a lot of the local businesses involved. Uh, they have a lot of sponsorships from the area that come and get involved with the game. Uh, so if anybody out there that's listening that loves college football and, and wants to get sponsored and sponsor a game or, you know, get some food and sponsor some food for these kids, you know, 200 hungry boys out here every year. <laughs> so, you know, they love to eat and love to do their thing. And uh, it's great. It's just great all around. Uh, you know, me being a scout, obviously, you know, I get to see a lot of these kids. And, you know, I travel around all the southeast. I know all the schools in the southeast. But, you know, again, you got schools that I just named that you don't even know and probably don't even know where the cities are at or how to even get to some of them. Uh, and it gives us an opportunity to see those guys. You know, Have I, you seen anything that features? Oh, yeah. There's been there's been a ton of, ton of good talent out here, you know. And it's just, you know, the, the guys on the field, they don't get to hear what we talk about up in the booth. Uh, so it's great because we can get out there and, you know, we got 30 guys in a room and we talk about these kids and, and you know, they kind of some people like some people, some people don't like some people, and everyone kind of kind of bounces things off of each other. Uh, but I got to tell you, if, they, if the scouts didn't find guys here, they wouldn't come. So we're, we're, we're definitely don't we – don't, we're not a bunch of guys that like to waste time. Uh, so we know that there's definitely some, uh, some action out here and we're definitely some talent, so it's great to get out here. Uh, support the games and actually help these kids uh, find a job. You know, not everybody is route to the NFL's traditional, uh, and I've said that on multiple occasions. Sometimes you might have to go to Canada or, or the arena uh, and just get yourself, you know, prepared and more film. And you know, everybody has something that they need to get better. They, you know, they sometimes somebody needs to rehab an injury. Sometimes somebody needs more film. Somebody, some, sometimes somebody needs to rehab their image. You know, you know. Sometimes you get a bad image, and, and that's and that's a cause for 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 needing to get out. Uh, so it's, it's important to, to come out here and you know events like this where they can have an agent athlete panel and talk to the kids and kind of give them some information on the school and education or not on the school on the on the on the business and educate them on the business and the parents. Uh, I think it's great because a lot of times the parents don't know what they're doing and they're always green. Uh, the the kids always think they know what they're doing. So if you ask any one of these guys that walk through the door, they know exactly what they're doing. They know what, what's going to happen next and who, where they're going to train, what they're going to do, who they're going to talk to. They already know all that stuff. So it's, it's important for uh, it's important for the events like this to uh, to uh, to go on and, and, and like I said, to educate and especially some of the parents. Parents, I think, need the most education because they don't know what to do and they're the most worried about their child. Uh, so they they usually enjoy things like this and, and they can learn a lot about what to expect, who do they need to be talking to, who they need to be dealing with. Uh, what the process looks like for them, uh, and like I said earlier, patience is big in this business. You got to have a lot of patience because you know things don't happen like instantly and overnight. You know you, things will happen as they come. You know you don't get a lot of information and kind of you kind of sit there in limbo for a while. Uh, so it, having a lot of patience as an athlete and as a parent uh, and as an agent, believe it or not, uh, it's it's it, you got to have it or else you'll never make it. You'll drive yourself crazy in this business uh, trying to you know if trying to you know, every time somebody tries to put a scenarios in their head, thinking that oh, this might happen, this might happen, uh, this guy might get drafted, this might get dropped, don't do it. It's the worst thing you can do. The only thing you do is sit and wait, and whatever happens to you, happens to you. You know, and hope that your representation is beating the phones down 
beating their contacts down, emails, text messages, phone calls. Uh, you know, as a player, you know, when I, when I was in the agent business, our motto was, you be the player, we'll be the rest. So you, if you can take care of your, your end as a player, your agent should be able to take care of the rest on the, on the operational side where, you know, we can call and get our calls made, get your highlight film sent out, you know, get the emails sent out. You know, the more man hours actually go into that than anything else in the whole process, believe it or not, is getting aware and showing awareness and getting these guys marketed. Uh, Sounds like a 24-7 job. It, it most certainly is, actually, believe it or not. You know, Drew Rosenhaus, they interviewed him one time, and he says, if I'm in the shower my phone rings, I stop the shower, I get out and answer it. <laughs> he does not. That's the kind of guy that you want. You know, you obviously don't want to be number 199 for Drew Rosenhaus, but, you know, a good agent does that kind of thing, and they kind of build their kind of build their resume out and, and, and kind of work hard for those guys. So it's important. Uh, once again, you're listening to another episode of Three and Out, uh, the Three and Out Show with Sammy G. I got my uh, co-producer, Sean, here sitting with me. Uh, we're going through some of this uh, information here on the on the FCS Bowl. Uh, so if you're looking to call in, you can reach us at 657-383-1684. Again, that's 657-383-1684. We're live here from the uh, – or excuse me, the Ocean Center in Daytona Beach, Florida. Beautiful place. Uh, the FCS Bowl is hosting their Asian Athlete Conference. Uh, there's a big room, uh, and I think a lot of those guys are in there. We're going to try to find Gary Chalette. Uh, and going to actually, my biggest reason I want to find him now is I want to know how to pronounce his last name. Because I, I feel like if that's not right, uh, then we're doing the guy a huge disservice. Uh, so definitely want to get in touch with him and see if we can get him on the show. Uh, we're going to take one more quick break here before uh, the last few minutes here before we wrap things up. And, uh, again, you're listening to uh, an episode of 3 and Out Show on Blog Talk Radio.
Hey, you're listening to another episode of Three and Out, your everything source for college football in the state of Florida. I'm Sammy G. I'm sitting here with my producer, Sean, uh, co-producer. co-producer. If I don't say co-producer, it's, it's trouble. A co-producer, you just have to deal with it. You've been a great one, though. Uh, we got next time we got to get you on here so he can give you the soundboard. That's the Doc's thing. The Doc loves the soundboard. This, let me just play some music here for Doc. If I, if I don't play something here, Doc's favorite favorite sound. <laughs> this is the Doc's favorite sound on our, on our soundboard. He loves it when uh, the Blue Oysters involved in what we're doing. So uh, I don't know why I don't know why I love it so much, but it's a great sound. Anyway, we're here live at the Ocean Center uh, down in beautiful Daytona Beach, Florida, looking out the window uh, at the Hilton Hotel across the street and all these beautiful trees and Christmas lights. Uh, it, finally, i got to tell you, if we're in Florida, normally it's about 85 degrees here in December, uh, and we're actually having a little winter winter weather come down here. It's about, about 50 degrees. I think, yeah, I think it might be a little less than 50 with the wind chill, which is interesting because the last time I saw this kind of weather was uh, in when I was in Missouri. And that was in 2010. So, actually, I lied. I was in Missouri about three years ago for a weekend. So, that, it was cold then, too. But uh, I haven't been able to sustain the cold like I used to. Uh, and I used to make fun of the Floridians when I came home because they would be around 70 degrees. These guys start covering plants around here. And in 30 degrees, they're still in shorts and, and doing, uh, do, yeah, doing their things in, in, in Missouri all the time. Uh, so, again, we're out here uh, at the FCS Bowl. Uh, you know, like I said, this is a great place. Uh, the kids are having a great time here. Uh, parents seem to be learning a lot. Uh, we had an agent conference here tonight uh, that we've been broadcasting live from the, uh, actually from the lobby of the, uh, the uh, Ocean Center here. Uh, people have been great. We have a lot of pastor buyers, uh, a lot of good guests who come on. We had uh, a lot of local kids. It's important that I, I always tell the guys that run this, run this game that it's important to get local guys in here because it allows them to uh, – to uh, you know, kind of build up the program and, and kind of you know get the locals involved and, and and you know you get the local people involved when they have local guys exactly. playing local high schools. Uh, it allows you to get more people to uh, to check in. Anyway, listen, we had a great time here tonight. Couldn't be happier with what we did. Uh, tomorrow, Sunday, uh, games get to the stadium, Daytona Beach Municipal Stadium, Larry Kelly Field, out on LPGA Boulevard. Uh, the festivities will begin around 9 a.m. So we would love for you guys to come out there. And uh, to be a part of everything, it's going to be a great day. Uh, make sure you bring a jacket because it's going to get a little cold. And uh, normally we end this with our victory formation. We call it victory formation when we're getting ready to end the program or end our broadcast. So we're going to go into our victory formation. And um, if the doc was here, he would want us to go out with something good. So we're going to give the doc his music today. Uh, we're going to throw him out. We're going to go out with a little Mechadon today. And um, when, when it's called Real One. I don't know if you heard this song. It's a great song. But it's hot on the Anyway, I want to thank everybody, especially Big Day. And we're really excited to have these guys come out. So, uh, we'll look forward to the future. Uh, yeah. So, anytime you want to listen to our show, bring it out show, Blog Talk Radio. And, uh, I didn't have mine. Cool for the duck. Too real for the fake love.